Hello, everyone. I'm Shannon Torrance, and welcome to Magic is Real, a podcast focused on proof of afterlife, whose mission is to bring hope and inspiration to others and to spread the word that death is only an illusion. If these interviews resonate with you and you want to hear more like them, you can support the podcast by liking, subscribing, and sharing with like-minded friends. Thank you so much, and thank you for being a part of the Magic is Real family. I wish you peace, light, and love always. Hello, Magic is Real listeners. Thank you so much for being here today. I am really excited because two of my friends are with me today. The woman on the bottom, that's Susan Schuler. She is a fantastic evidential psychic medium. She's one of my mentors, one of my teachers, and honestly, she's one of the best mediums I've ever met and worked with. So um, I'm bringing her here today to read my very close friend, Celia, who I grew up with in Connecticut. And uh, I am going to give Susan the opportunity to give a reading to Celia and Celia the opportunity to receive the gift of a reading from Susan. So welcome you, um, to you both. And thank you both for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Such a pleasure. So yeah, Susan, always take it away. Fun, always fun to be here. Always enjoyable. Um, okay. So have you had readings in the past? I have. I have. I've had two in the past. Okay. okay so let me explain how it works for me because I know it's different for each reader. Um, what I want to, I can never, first of all, I always like to just let people know, I can't guarantee who's going to step forward, but what I like to do is to set the intention that whomever you most need to connect with in the spirit world, that that is the spirit person or the spirit people who step forward. And I like for people to understand, uh, to keep an open mind because sometimes family members might come through who maybe even died before you were born. But as long as you know information about them, I will stay with the person because what I've found is sometimes those people bring through the people that we do want a connection with. Uh, so, it, you know, all I really need from you during the reading, uh, I'll ask if I need more, but all I really need is, yeah, Susan, I understand what you're saying, makes perfect sense about these people that I know in spirit. No, Susan, I really don't, or I'm not quite sure. Like I said, the way that I set the intentions, probably 98% of the time, mm -hmm. um, the right people will come forward. If, however, we get towards the end of the reading, and I'm kind of feeling that maybe there was somebody that you wanted me to connect you to that didn't step forward or who I wasn't able to pick up, um, I'll have you give me their first name and I'll try to inorganically bring them through that way. Okay? Okay. And you did say before we started that it's okay if we talk about um, things about you. And yeah, anything. Okay, okay. Um, all right, so what I'd like to do is just do a little grounding activity. So go ahead, close your eyes. Okay. Put your hands on your lap and flip them over so your palms are facing the ceiling. And Shannon, you can just hold space for us. So just send her lots of love as we're doing this. And now that your eyes are closed, just take a nice deep breath in through your nose. And then release it all through your mouth. Take another deep breath in. And this time as you're breathing in, I want you to visualize a grounding cord going from the base of the spine all the way down into the earth and then wrapping around the earth so that you are grounded, rooted, and centered. Take another deep breath in. And this time, 
bring in all of that energy through earth of earth through the grounding cord bring it all the way up your body up your spine and then when it gets to the top of your head i want you just to visualize a fountain popping out the top of your head and then wrap that energy around the both of us so you've just placed us in a nice strong protection bubble Take another deep breath in, bringing in all of that earth energy, bring it all the way up. And when it gets to the top of your head again, pop it out, making another giant protection bubble around us. So just keep that visualization going as I'm speaking and setting our intentions. I would like to ask that whomever you most need to connect with in the spirit world, that that is the person or the people who step forward. I ask that they step forward with clarity. And I would also like to ask for Archangel Gabriel to please step close to me just to ensure that I'm not only precise and concise, but I'm as accurate as possible with anything I tell you today. So keeping that visualization going in your mind's eye, just say your first name for me three times slowly, and then I'm going to go quiet for a minute or two. Celia, Celia, Celia. You can open up your eyes. You have, it's really interesting. There's this female that's like dancing around and she's just got so much energy and she's just really silly. And I keep hearing the Lady Gaga song, Rain On Me. Um, and, and it's just like this, this little spirit. And she does not feel old. And I can't tell if this is a guide of yours. And I know we're doing evidential medium and a mediumship and I don't want to go off with the fairies here, but this she just has such beautiful, beautiful energy. So I'm just going to go with this. So I've got a woman here. Um, I feel as though she may not, she's a little sarcastic. She may not necessarily have believed in mediumship because as we were doing that little exercise, it's almost like she was um, heckling me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I feel like she's got a really good sense of humor. She, like I said, she's funny. Um, she shows up with lots of yellow, sunny energy. She does not feel like she became an old woman. Do you know who I'm speaking about yet? Yes. Okay. Funny though, really sarcastic, funny humor though. You understand this? Mm -hmm. Sharp, sharp. And I, I cannot get rid of that Lady Gaga song. So did she like Lady Gaga? Not Dude, that I know. I'm talking about the rain on me. Yeah, I know the okay. song. I don't, I don't know if she did. Okay. Because it's, it's comical the way that I just keep hearing it. So you know what I want you to do when we're done is I want you to go and listen to the words. Okay. Because clearly there's something about that song that she's trying to articulate to you. Um, and if I can recall what the premise of it is, is hard times. I, mean, I could cry right now, so I'm going to say that. Sorry, that happens to me when emotions come. And the spirit world comes really strong in. What she's trying to let you know through the use of that song it's really hard times happen, but it's almost like you need the bad so you can feel the good. And I think that's the whole premise of this. And I feel like she's just giving you this huge, huge hug. Okay. I actually feel like I've got two different people here. So that one person that I was talking about, I'm going to push her off to the side. I've got an older person stepping forward to an older woman. Is your grandmother on your mother's side in spirit? Mm -hmm. 
Okay, because I feel like she's coming through right now. She feels like, man, she's a strong lady. Do you understand this? Yes. Yeah, and I feel like she's like, it's almost like she's supporting what this younger spirit is telling us. All right. And so clearly, this is why I asked you if you were okay talking about things that are going on in your life, because I know that you are in a grief period where you've been ripped open. Do you understand that? Because it's like, mm -hmm. I literally see you being ripped open. And I feel like this grandmother, what she's doing is she's laying her hand over your heart that's been ripped open. And she's like, I'm doing my best to help to heal you. And it's almost like what she's saying is I've got strength. You can borrow my strength. Your, gra your grandfather died before your grandmother, didn't he? Mm -mm, no. Okay. Because I feel like what she's talking about is separation from a man. Do you understand this? Yes. Okay. She's, she understands that pain. Do you understand where she's going with this? Yes. Okay. Because she's saying, I know what that's like. Mm -hmm. If I can ask. Who is this younger spirit, this younger female spirit, though, before I move on to the other person that I'm feeling? I suspect my sister. Okay. You understand bubbly, vivacious, um, a hoot. Mm -hmm. I do. I feel like she's a hoot. She, her energy almost feels like she, if, if I were reading her, I would say, girl, you need to ground yourself. Do you understand this? Yes. <laughs> okay. But she just feels fun. Um, lived large. Do you understand that? Mm -hmm. Because I do. I kind of feel like what she's saying is I didn't always do the right thing, but you know what? I did it my way. I did it the way that I wanted to do. And I didn't, um, I didn't mince my words. I feel like what she, she just said it, you know what I mean? She's just one of these girls. She's like, I'm just going to put it out there. And if you can handle it, you can handle it. And if you can't, you can't, mm -hmm. but she's saying that was her way of like knowing that you were not one of her people and she's looking you square in the eye because I'm looking you square in the eye right now and she's saying you were one of her people do you understand this yes and I feel like she's saying is I know I took you on a magical mystery tour you know it's almost like I feel like there's like these ups these downs these twists these turns and she's like you never really knew where I was gonna go mm -hmm. she's like but you were my rock you were a rock you are a rock do you understand this yes okay she wants you to know that she's appreciative of that even though She's saying, quite frankly, I did my own thing anyway, but in the same sense, what she's saying is no matter how many times things went wrong, you were always there. You'd pick up the pieces, you'd listen to, or you'd dry your eyes. Do you understand this? Yes. Okay. I'm very, very thirsty right now. So I feel this way with someone oftentimes if there's drugs or alcohol, do you understand this being involved with her passing? Mm -mm. Okay. Where's she on medicine? Yes. Okay, because I'm super, super thirsty. And this usually that's like a drug type of feeling. Okay. Let me just take a sip of water here. Even toward the end, I feel like her humor stayed in place. Do you understand this? Yes. Because I feel like, um, just like the way she heckled me, the way she heckled me, um, I almost feel like I see her heckling other people around her. Do you understand this? Yes. Yeah. And kind of teasing and joking. And, you know, that was her way. What was your sister's first name? Uh, birth was Julie, but she'd go by Elizabeth as well. Okay. Elizabeth. I feel like the way that Elizabeth handled the tough emotions was to make humor, mm -hmm. to try to pass it off as humor, to try to lighten it up. She, um, metaphorically speaking she shows up like a cactus so there's like this gooey center 
but there's like this prickly, almost like I'm going to prick at you before you can hurt me. Mm -hmm. And that's the way she is. But I feel like what she's saying is, but you knew who I was mm -hmm. and, and you were still, you know, you knew that gooey center. And I do feel like the two of you, you guys really close in age. Cause I just feel combative when you were young. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of feels like you annoyed each other a lot. And she jokingly says, I think I annoyed her more than she annoyed me. Do you understand that? Yes. Okay. Um, but she's just like, it, it is what it is. Uh, your mom's still alive, correct? Yes. Because I feel like what she's, she's, she's talking about the relationship that you had with your mother versus the relationship she had with your mother. And I feel like she's talking about a time when you were near 15 years old. Hmm. Okay. So she's showing the earlier years. And I feel like, <laughs> okay, would you understand why Elizabeth would say you were the good one? Yes. Okay, because I specifically feel like I'm talking about that period in time. Was Elizabeth older or younger than you? Younger. Younger. How many years? Uh, two and a half. Okay, because it just feels like there must have been something going on at that time. Um Were your parents divorcing at that time? Uh, no. There's a split. Do you understand that? Yes. Okay. Cause she's showing me there's that there was a split of some kind in the family. And I think, no, I know this is where she learned to use like almost comic relief at this period in her life. Do you understand that? That's kind of where it feels like she developed this. Yes. Okay. Um, and then I feel like she got really good at it by the time she was 19, 20, 21. Now, um, I'm drawn to my lymphatic system. Was this an illness that involved the lymphatic system? Uh, <laughs> I'm very drawn under my arms. Um, no, not, not really. I feel I feel like there's toxins in my system. Do you understand this? Yes. Okay. And it feels like I'm, like I said, I'm really drawn to the entire lymphatic system that we have that runs under our arms. And so it's like, whatever was going on with her, she was not, her body was not in a form where it could get the toxins out. Do you understand that? Yes. So it was like, almost like, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Her body was attacking itself. Yes. Um, she makes a joke about this. She's like, yeah, it would be typical of my body to attack itself. This is what I mean by her humor. It feels a little off color, mm -hmm. um, but I just kind of feel like that's just the way she was. Um, God, she's funny. If I can ask, how old was Elizabeth when she passed? 42, I think. Wow. You know, she feels, was she very youthful? Because I just feel like there's a vivaciousness about her energy. Do you understand mm -hmm. this? Yes. Like I'm nosy. I'm curious. I, I, I want to know a lot about everything. I want to do a lot. Do you understand this? Yes. And I feel like th there's this part and she's talking about travel and she's talking about you and travel. And I feel like there was travel she wanted to do. She couldn't do. And she's looking to you to do it for her. Do you understand that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I feel like what she's saying is you travel as much as you can for us. And I will go along with you. And I'm going to show you tons of funny little signs as we're there. Have you been thinking of going to India? No. Okay. Cause it feels like this is like a big trip. 
Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay, Where have you been thinking about going? Well, we, she and I were supposed to go to Spain together. And so thinking about going for her. Yeah. Oh my God. She would love that. Now, are there still ashes that you have of hers? Yeah. Okay. Is there, okay. The reason I'm saying this is spirit uses my frame of reference sometimes. And I'm seeing my sister and I, when we were in India and my sister throwing part of her ashes of of her daughter in the Ganges rivers, in the Ganges river. Is there some river in Spain where you could put part of her ashes? Because I feel like there's a direct correlation with what I'm seeing here. I'm sure there must be. It's definitely was a thought of mine. Okay. So bring some of her ashes with, because I feel like she does not want, how long has she been gone? Uh, it'll be four years in April. Okay. I'm so sorry. She does not want her ashes to be in one spot. Right. She wants her, she was like, I kind of want to be spread out. Um, and this is what I mean by her, her, just her vivaciousness, her, just her, her zest for life. I feel like what she's saying is you're being too serious. <laughs> she understands why you're being serious. She's saying, I get it, but I don't want you to be too serious. I want you to enjoy your life. I want you to know that life goes on. And I think this is what your grandma was kind of getting at too. It's, and I'm seeing the wheel of fortune card in the tarot deck. I don't know if you're familiar with tarot or not, mm-hmm. um, but it's sort of like, the bad times don't last. And when the good times happen, make sure that you're fully appreciating them, knowing full well, the bad times are coming back again. It's all about the cyclical aspect of life. Mm-hmm. All right. So I feel like your sister wants to articulate that, but she's saying, I would never have articulated that way though. Okay. So she just wants you to know that. <clears throat> I also have a gentleman with us and he doesn't feel like an old gentleman. Um, But it's like, I feel like he's more comfortable letting your sister talk. It's like, he doesn't want to push his way in. Um, Okay. So what I'm getting with this gentleman is he does, people show aura colors show up and it it gives me insight into who people are. This gentleman feels analytical to me. Hmm. He's quite bright. He feels like he would have been around your age. Um, so did you have a friend pass who was around your age? Yeah, recently. Okay. And this is just a friend. Mm -hmm. Was it anything more? No. This person adores you, adores you. And that's why to me, it's almost like the bond that I feel here is a really deep, meaningful bond. Do you understand that? Yes. This gentleman, oh, I I don't want to call him a gentleman. That sounds, it doesn't sound like him, if you understand what I'm saying. What's his first name? Alan. Alan. Okay, Alan, come a little closer. Oh, okay. The minute I say Alan, come a little bit closer, his humor comes out. Do you understand this? Yes. Because he was sort of, um, there was a little trepidation in the way that he wanted to come through. And the minute we say Alan, he wants to come through, his humor comes through. 
He's funny. I feel like you could really tell your deepest and darkest to this man. Do you understand this? Yeah. And I feel like you did. And he jokingly says, and I took those secrets to the grave. And yes. he's like, and they're gonna stay there. And don't you don't you worry about that. Um, and, and then he sort of gives me a little bit of an aside and he goes, and they're pretty juicy. All right. So, <laughs> so but he's just having fun with it. You do understand his passing being rather quick and unexpected. Yes. Okay. Because I feel like even he was a bit taken aback. Do you understand that? Yes. All right. Uh, and, and I feel like he wasn't necessarily the type of guy that would have had those big, long thoughts about what's going to happen when I die. Yes. You know, it's almost like he didn't want to go there, you know, in, in real time. Um, did he grow up Catholic? Because he feels like there's there's some kind of stigma about religion. I'm not sure. Okay. Because I feel... <laughs> This is, he's, I love his humor. He's like, yeah, I feel like we were lied to. It's not at all what we were told it was going to be like. And I feel like I was lied to. Um, in other words, what he's saying is it's better than he anticipated. All, all right. right. Um, he is, how long has he been gone? Did you say? Oh, just like a few months now. Because I feel like he is very, very close in your house. Have you felt him in your house? Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like he's showing me electricity. And so I want you to be aware because he's got like this little mischievous kind of side to him. Do you understand mm -hmm. that? Yes. Because I feel like almost like he wants to mess with you. And I feel like he's going to mess with you by dimming lights or making mm -hmm. the volume go up on the television set. Just mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. Um, would you understand that he didn't always have a clear idea of where he was going in life? Yes. Okay, because I feel like he's showing me, I, I was this ship and I didn't have a rudder. And it was like, I kept kind of tipping and topping and, and just didn't really know what was going on. Um, it's almost like he just didn't know what he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's like, I just didn't want to decide. Because I felt like once I decided that I'd have to do it and that would force me to grow up. All right. Do you understand why he would say that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause there's a part of him where I'm just seeing Peter Pan and mm -hmm. I, I just feel like he's just like, I just, I, I'm content to be where I am. Now this is interesting too. He's saying the same thing your grandmother was saying. He's saying the same thing your sister was saying, talking about your need to lighten up and to have some fun. All right. Because, and this is, I'm going to go psychic with you. Is it okay? Sure. Okay, because I feel like they're all going to give us input, but I just feel like we need to talk about you. Okay. I feel like you're creative, but I don't feel like you're necessarily tapping into that creativity. Yeah, that's probably right. Okay, and <laughs> it's like creativity for you is like going outside to play for a kid. Mm -hmm. And you need to do that because I'm hearing just all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. And okay. we don't want you to be a dull boy. And it's funny because your friend, he immediately pipes in. He goes, she could never be a dull boy. Okay, so... <laughs> But just understand, I just feel like all of the turmoil and all this, the, the twists and the changes that you've been going through and that you will continue to go through, I'm seeing for the next six to eight months. So has there been some major changes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm seeing and they're not done yet. Okay. Um, I feel like the worst is over. Okay. It kind of feels like now I have a little bit of direction. Mm -hmm. And I know where it's going to go. And it's almost like I see dust settling. Mm -hmm. All right. And, th and that feels really kind of good. When I look at you psychically, you have your hands 
you look like an octopus. You've got your hands in like eight different directions. Do you understand this? Yes. But you must be good at it because your one hand is like juggling with another hand while your other six hands are doing eight, a, a zillion different other things. Do you understand that? Yes. But that being said, I do feel anxiety and stress that's kind of being pushed down and suppressed in a way that nobody would know unless they knew you really well, like Shannon. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there is that stress that is affecting your body. Mm -hmm. And I'm drawn to your grandmother. Did you know if your grandmother on your mom's side had stomach issues? Oh, yes. Okay, because I'm drawn to, she's, she's like, I get this because it caused stomach issues for me. And she's saying she doesn't want that to happen to you. Okay. Are you already dealing with digestive issues? Oh, yeah. Okay, because, okay, that makes perfect sense. So what your grandmother is letting you know that there's ways that you can better process the anxiety and the stress and all the things that you've got going on on your plate. Mm -hmm. It's funny because is she saying this to me? I feel like your boundaries are in place. I don't feel like you have a hard time saying no to people. Mm -hmm. You know, yep. it's like you're strong that way, but in the same sense, you're giving away your life force right now to other people. And you need to keep that life force for you because it's almost like I, I could see it turning into some kind of autoimmune issue. Okay. All right. And we don't want that to happen. So mm -hmm. I feel like, and I know to even say this is ridiculous because you're so busy, but it's like to take a retreat. To do something that's just Spain, who knows, maybe that's it, but to do something that's just for you, mm -hmm. that's just uh, in, in the best way that you can do what your, what your grandmother is saying is she liked to micromanage. Do you understand this? Mm -hmm. Okay. And she's saying you like to micromanage. Mm -hmm. All right. So sometimes you have to delegate. And this is what this is. These are her pearls of wisdom. She's saying, honey, you need to delegate. Mm -hmm. You need to try to give certain things to people. She's, she says, they're never going to do it the way that you want it done, but it will keep your sanity. Okay. Okay. Do you understand this? Yeah. Okay. Um, and she's saying, do it sooner rather than later. Are you married? No. Okay. Is there a man in your life? Yes. Okay, because I feel like she's saying, ask for help from the man in your life. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, because sometimes men aren't really the best self-guided achievers. And sometimes as women, we have to give them like, I need A and then I need B and then I need C. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting this impression. Do you understand that? Yes. Okay. So there's this level that I feel of frustration with you where that relationship is because feeling like you do have to do it all. But I feel like make lists, make lists and hand them out happily. Like, seriously, just pass them out every Monday or whatever. This is what I need done by next week. Okay. And then stick with it. And then I feel like your, your grandmother says, and then go get your nails done. Okay. <laughs> And it's funny that did your sister do her nails a lot? Yeah, they both okay, did. The minute I say that, I see your sister going, look, you know, she's kind of like joking about her nails. Um, so, oh my God, uh, I'm just going to say that these three people, and I, if you've got more people in spirit, I don't know why these three are the ones that are coming through the strongest. It's like, they're giving you this giant group hug and they're just letting you know that you've 
got this. You are so sharp. You are so strong. You are so powerful. And I feel like he used to give you pep talks like this all the time. Do you understand this? Yes. Okay. Cause he's saying just replay, replay what you used to hear me say, because that's what I feel. And that's what I mean. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's just, you've got this and I'm just going to leave that with you. And I hope this was helpful for you. It was um, wonderful. Okay, good, 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 good. And uh, your sister is just adorable. She's just, yeah, I really want you to, when you're, when you hang up with us, I want you to listen to that song and I want you to dance around in your bedroom in your underwear. Okay. Uh, done. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> it's just, I just feel like it's just going to make you feel really good. Okay. Okay. Thank you yeah. for letting me read for you. Thank you so much. This was amazing. Okay. My pleasure. Now, uh, before I let Celia go, I just want to say that uh, I'd love to hear what Celia has to say, but I can tell you just from knowing Celia that you were spot on with everything, <laughs> but I'm sure there's stuff that I don't know that she'd like to share as well. But I also just wanted to point out a couple of things is A, Celia is the ideal sitter. It's that yes, no, don't feed the medium, clear voice, giving it energy that keeps the energy up for the medium. Second of all, I love the way that Susan reads because it's so, this is something I'm working on that she's has helped me immensely with keeping it concise. What is the message, bringing it all together and evidence uh, that that's all relevant to the message, which I work towards all the time. So um, I just wanted to hand the mic to Celia to, uh, see if you have anything you'd like to share about your experience with Susan. It, it's, I just, honestly, I can't believe how, you know, dead on you were. It's, it's crazy. And that song, um, Rain On You is one of my uh, daughters, my youngest daughter's favorite songs, which is who looks exactly like my sister. Does she see so, your sister? She, I, I don't know. She's never mentioned it to me. I'll ask her, but- How old I mean, is she? She's just turned 10. And my oldest one's 15. So like, because there's some, there's a connection between the two of them. Definitely. And, and if they awesome. look so much alike, it's yeah, crazy. It's okay. Crazy. Cause it just feels to me. Um, and I know as we get older, a lot of times we try to shy away from any kind of spirit connections. Cause it might freak us out as we get older. I just feel like your sister's around her a lot, almost like she's going to be her personal bodyguard. Mm. And she, your, she, your daughter must be beautiful. Cause I feel like what she says is she needs a bodyguard. She okay. Is. She is. But I also feel like what she's saying is your daughter's sassy enough where she can handle it herself. Yes, that too. And, and just her personality is a lot like my sister who was, like you said, she was kooky and weird and, you know, she was always just, you know, she got sarcastic as she got older. That when I was 15, that time period, my mom actually was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I think that your that is looking back, I'm like, oh, that's right. And my mom actually sent us, I went to Israel for the summer. My sister went to camp. She didn't want us around while she fought cancer. She had also just gotten remarried. So that was this all at when I was 15, 16 years old. And my sister was uh, two and a half years younger. And so, and my mom had gone through a divorce, which my grandmother watched my mom go through and held her up through that and knew how hard it was. And, the, and I went through a divorce about seven years ago. So I think, and I'm still, I still have issues with that, <laughs> him. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, like really like all your timing even was like, I knew exactly what you were talking about. 
Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah, your grandmother's one strong woman. She's yeah, like she a was. powerful force to be reckoned with, man. Channel her. Okay. I also <laughs> will say when you had me thinking about who, I thought it was exactly who I was thinking of was that grandmother. I don't have any grandparents left. It was that grandmother and my sister. Alan was a was a bonus, but that was also very dead on. And Shannon knew Alan also, so she can testify that his personality was very much like that. Uh, and we um, never were romantically involved, but we used to write songs together. We were in a band together. And so, I, and some of them were romantic songs and we definitely had a deep connection because of that. So I almost feel like he might've had a crush on you at some point. We definitely had crushes on each other. At yeah. Cause that's like, that's why I was like, there's gotta be something there. Yeah, there was, there never acted on, but we definitely, you know, really uh, liked each other at, at different points, I think, but never, never talked about it really. Right. So that was, um, he was real cute. Yeah, he really was. If but I, can def- ask I mean, you- but didn't have a plan and definitely like floated around. And I mean, that was who he was. He was Peter, Peter Pan for sure syndrome. Absolutely. How did he pass? Um, he, I think in the end it was, a his heart gave out, um, some, something like he had a underlying heart disease and nobody knew it. And that's okay. why I ended up doing it. Oh, and the lymphnotic thing in my sister, um, my sister died of colon cancer, but it was actually her liver that was done. So her liver was not getting rid of toxins at all by the end because when, you know, it was so far gone. And so that's what that, that was. Yeah. She was not a good patient. No, she no, she wasn't. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I just feel real stubborn and just cranky and which is understandable. I mean, if you don't feel well, I get it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I just want to say that Susan, you had mentioned you really nailed Ju- I knew her as Julie, Julie right. but but I know she had went by both names. But um, and I didn't know Julie other than from high school and through Celia, mm-hmm. uh, through Celia's telling, but the way that you described her personality was so completely spot on. But also it's what I find so amazing is often I'll do a reading with another medium to bring the energy up and having you here, the second you started, Julie came to me so fast. Mm-hmm. Like I've tried to channel her for yeah. Celia, which is hard because I know too much about right. her. So I don't actually offer a reading, but I feel her now. She's like sending huge chills through my body and through everyone's, it feels like. Um, but also the fact that the minute you started, I felt her and I started bawling. And I don't, I, and you said that just so much emotion came to you. And I know about this. I mean, I've talked with Celia about it and I have cried, but this was like a different, it wasn't me. It was like the energy of her was so powerful that I just had tears streaming and I had to wipe my eyes because my eyes were burning from my mascara. So <laughs> I just thought it was so cool that I could feel her too. Like wow. I've never felt her before because I've talked to her and been like, give me something for Celia. And, and just, it felt so wonderful to be in that energy with the two of you. So, um, Susan, thank you so much. And Celia, thank you so much. My God, thank you both. This was, I mean, it honestly makes me so happy to, and just everything like you hit from even yellow, which is a thing with her, like just, I don't you know, just crazy. Yeah. It was great. I just wanted to give this gift to Celia for so long and I'm glad we were able to do it. Um, so thank you, Celia. I'm going to let you go and I'm going to stay on the line with Susan. I'll talk to you like in an hour. Celia. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Thank you, Bye. Susan. No problem. Bye. Okay. What nice. a sweetheart. Just-
yeah, that I knew you would do really well with her. Um, I, her sister is, is definitely not someone you can miss. So um, that was incredible. Um, and uh, I just wanted to sort of speak with you. Um, we've done, we, you actually offered to do my first podcast interview when I, I knew, no, knew you that. were the, you were the person that launched it all. So I never oh, forget God. that. And because it was so far back in the beginning, I really want to reintroduce people to you and your services because I, when I, I mean, I really, as you just proved, um, you, you're a fantastic natural medium. I, I know that um, I'd like to hear a little bit more about that just for anyone who may not have seen the first episode and also for my new viewers and anyone that's new to the podcast as well. Um, I'd like, if you can just tell us a little bit about who you are, where you come from and when this all started for you, because I know that you didn't become a medium till later in life, but there were definitely hints of it early on. Oh yeah. Um, I was a high school English teacher for 25 years and it always cracks me up because I used to work with teachers who'd be like, you know, you never have any problems with parents. Why do you never have any problems with parents? And I realize now in retrospect, I nipped everything before it ever happened. And it's like, you talk about using your psychic abilities. Um, and the same with students. It was like, whenever there were problems, it was almost like I took care of things before it happened. Uh, and being psychic and working with kids, it was just, a, you know, I don't miss the bureaucracy of teaching, but I miss kids. I really did. They were just amazing to work with. But uh, I've been connecting into the spirit world since I was a little girl. We grew up, my sisters and I grew up in a house with a lot of activity. Our parents owned a restaurant. We lived upstairs. Um, a lot of times with drinking and things like that, it'll bring in lower vibe and stuff. So there was some stuff that was pretty scary where I grew up. But I remember we used to have to do chores in the basement, which was, I mean, the building was really old. It was East Coast, really scary. And um, I could feel spirit people and I could see what they looked like. And so what I started doing was just talking to them. And it was just, I didn't really know how to process it. And it wasn't until years later that I was like, oh my God, that's the guy that used to own the restaurant before my dad. But I had no idea of that. Um, and then I think like a lot of people, it's like, like I was saying about, you know, your friend's daughter, uh, a lot of people, as we get older, we sort of suppress that stuff. Uh, always been fascinated with, um, you know, ESP, past lives, reincarnation, and it just always made such sense to me. Uh, and as you know, then it's like, as you start delving into your spirituality, it's like, if you're meant to do something like this, you can run, but you can't hide. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's kind of what happened. And I just got to the place in 2015 where I was teaching all day and I was teaching like AP classes and things. And then I come home from work and I would do readings. And my ex-husband, you know, one good thing he did there. Um, my ex-husband said to me, he's like, you got to pick one. And I was like, okay, I think I picked me mediumship. And so I just left teaching and no regrets. It's been amazing. I love working with people. It's so meaningful. And as you, as you just saw, I mean, it's, it's, it's healing. And I never knew mediumship was healing. And it's I, sometimes people will walk out and they'll just be like, I feel like I've just gone through 10 years of therapy. And that's the way it feels, whether it's mediumship or psychic things, it's just this beautiful healing. Um, I feel blessed to do this work. 
Yeah. And, and you really are being of service. And I actually go to you for different things, for learning my own mediumship, because you teach wonderful workshops, wonderful classes. I can definitely recommend them. And I'll also put links to where people can reach you. But also I like to do check-in readings because I think therapy is super important, but because I feel like I'm in such a healed place, but obviously I'm human and stuff comes up. I actually, at this point where I've been through 12 step recovery, I've been through therapy. I don't really feel the need to do therapy anymore, but I find that going to a medium that I trust and who really is legitimately uh, on point and really concise does help me to process so much. And a friend of mine the other day who has had these abilities for a long time, but has never shared it with anyone. And finally kind of came out to me and said, what do I do with this? Um, he's like, but he said, he just feels skeptical kind of of the industry itself. Just how he was sort of raised in a religious culty kind of an environment. And he's like, I've just have this real mistrust of, of that. But he said, is it really being of service? And I, I, said it is because you don't, if nothing else, I said, even if, because I'm not as developed as you are as a medium yet, um, I still get very clear evidence, but I also get some things that aren't exactly right. And I'm still learning that. But if anything, we're holding space for people in grief. And even if someone is coming, not in grief, but just out of curiosity, I think that it, and this is the same reason I do this podcast, is to inspire people and show them that this is not all there is. You have more power than you know. There's more going on than you know. This is just, I'm getting chills as I'm saying this. This is earth school. And the challenges that come to you are meant to teach you lessons. And if you can look at things as a lesson, it doesn't mean grief won't exist, pain won't exist, but it means you can actually have a little bit more, I want to say fun, but not in the not regarding grief, but you can have a little more fun with life when you start to see how you actually have the power to change. You have the power to impact other people. You have the power to support others. And in your grief, you can look for the lessons. You're allowed to grieve and you're allowed to feel pain, obviously, but also you can kind of be aware that this is teaching me something and what is it and how can I turn something horrible into something good, whether it's being of service to others who have experience the same kind of loss, uh, whether it's, you know, starting a support group or just even radiating your life or living for the moment more, because now you appreciate life more. Mm -hmm. I think there's so much healing in that, that we don't even know that we necessarily are doing a lot of the time. Yeah. And, and it's the idea that we need pain in life. We do, because like I was even saying before about the wheel of fortune card, because it's if you don't know the horrible times, you're not going to be able to really be grateful for the great times. You know? I agree. And, um, yeah. So I just feel blessed, just absolutely blessed that I'm able to help people through the grief process. And I mean, I've lost so many people in my life. Absolutely. I mean, it's got to be like 80 dead people I have. Um but I feel so blessed doing this work because even when I teach classes, it's like, oh yeah, we get to, I get connections all the time and it's so much fun. And I just realized that it's not when you're gone, you're not gone because you're not really gone. Yeah. You know? And that is obviously, I think the biggest takeaway that I really hope people receive is that 
we are souls having a human experience and that our loved ones, we will miss them. We will miss their laughter. We will miss their touch. We'll miss being able to call them for support and have them lean on us, but that we, they're here. They're right here with us. There's not another place they're in. We just, there's just a thin veil between us and them. So if you really reach in and and learn how to feel their presence and learn how to receive messages, you will get to feel some comfort. And in the end, we're all going to be in the same form again. And I have mentioned this on the show, but um, Laura, who's that medium, the blonde medium, uh, I know her name and it's eluding me, but she was um, also in the um, near de- uh, in the surviving death documentary. Um, love her book as well, but uh, this woman, Laura, is a medium, and she says that life is all a stage play, and after the show's over, we all go backstage and meet up afterwards. And it's and I really do think that's true, and I like that idea so much that our loved ones. Are never they're never without us. We're never without them. We just have to grieve when they're not here with us on this earth. And that I don't mean to minimize it. it. That's a horrible, terrible, deep grief. It's very valid. But I hope there's comfort in knowing that we will be reconnected with them again in a way that, in a more tangible way. Absolutely. Oh, and one thing, if you could tell Celia this, I forgot yes. to mention this, is that the, the information comes in so quick sometimes. Yes. Like, oh, forgot to mention that. I was seeing the numbers 444. Okay. She needs to really be aware of that because I feel like her guides are kind of nudging her through the use of 444. Great. So just let her know that. Excellent. That's one of my numbers. It gets, it, it's really amazing. I see that number all the time mm-hmm. and, and one, one, one all the time. And I, at the funniest times and I will, she'll watch this. So I'll <laughs> let you tell her, but uh, thank you so much for that. And where also, I would like to also say that you have a podcast as well. Are you, and you're still doing that. I'm, I'm not doing it as much as, as I much. Want, just because um, I'm, I'm kind of out of town doing some things right now. Yeah. Well, if you do want to check it out, can you tell us the name of the podcast? Cause I really enjoyed it. It's just called midlife conversations. Okay. Thank you. And where, what is your website address? Again, the link is below, but just say it out loud for anyone who'd like to write it down. Mediumsusan.com. How easy is that? So easy. (laughs) Susan, thank you so much for everything you do for the, for, for, for everyone, for me, for your students, for your uh, clients and for coming here today and being a part of this. You guys call Susan for mm-hmm. reading. She's wonderful and also a fantastic friend. And I'm so honored to have her on the show today. So I wish you all peace, light, love, all the hippie things. And um, have a beautiful day, Susan. Speak with you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm.